Hey, welcome to Best Exes. That's Colton Mooney over there. And that's Gabe Thibodeau. And this is so formal right now. I, know. I feel like I'm at a gala. We're we're formally introducing you to the thing you're about to mm. listen to. My name is Colton Mooney. I was born on October 15th, and I'm an alcoholic. Oh, you want to use this gala to talk about alcoholism? It's the alcohol gala. <laughs> Alka gala. Alcohol. It's the gala holic. I feel like there was something. Oh, there it is. That feels better. Gala-holic. There was something there. Yeah, welcome to the gala holic. Today uh, is kind of a special episode because this is the one that comes out right before Halloween. Yes. So we are calling it what? Welcome to Best Hexes, everybody. Ooh, it's going to say it in the title, Ooh. and y'all are going to roll your eyes at it, but as soon as you hear the explanation, you're going to say, you know what? These faggots were onto something. And listen, uh, I think it's going to be a really fun episode. I, I Colton, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this at all. Colton has teased a little bit about like kind of the topic of his that sounds interesting, and he has no idea what I'm about to it's do. It's like, I know he has no idea what I'm about to do either, and it's very uncharacteristic of me. It's very... Like, I don't know. Whenever I was researching it, I was, like, rolling my eyes because I wanted something where someone was fucking crazy. And this is the one I found. And I'm like, okay, we can have a little throwback Thursday on a Monday (laughs) on this shit. So I'm actually excited to get into it because we have, I think, some interesting weird couples. But first, I felt the need to admit to Colton, I just experienced a certain type of, like, satisfaction over something so basic that Mm. right after it happened, I was like, ooh, I think I need to share this so that I don't keep it bottled up. Did we have sex again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Snapped. No, I'm, I'm conf- I, I think that was me. I'm confiding in you that I, I like had sex with you and I need to get it off my chest <laughs> by telling you about it. I know. I mean, it was as memorable as when we were dating, <laughs> apparently. Oh, God. I'm kidding. No. That's so rude. The realm of Sorry, what Mom. I... Yeah, apologize to all the mothers, please. Sorry, Gabe's mom and Gabe's aunt. He's coughing it up like an exorcism. Yeah, that physically affected me. I mean, everybody has to be aware at this point that with this man bun, I'm sexually active. (laughs) I'm so sorry, mom. I just turned it off. Is that what that means? The man bun? Or is it the specific fact that it's so like you know, a dyed colored no 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 bun. so you know how there's those wristbands at gay parties that you oh, can wear I already don't like where one those. that says i'm not interested one that says dtf i'm not going to explain what that is yeah, and one that says just like i want to just eat twix that's it one's like i'm straight edge and one's like i will eat your shit yeah. off the floor so like what the man bun is is dtf you're sexually active okay nope <laughs> well i'm really not. those things aren't I am, Opposites. but I'm not. <laughs> it's a mystery. I think you should keep it a mystery for your parents who uh, listen to this. Does your dad? I don't think your dad listens to this. He listens to it. Occasionally? I feel like he does. Yeah. We connect. We, we've been watching all of the Lord of the Rings together, Oh, I wouldn't, by the way. I wouldn't say it's like anything. It's not reflective of your relationship at all. I wouldn't. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's like, like, like my father definitely does not listen to this. When I talk about having sex, my dad is not involved in those conversations. <laughs> So I just need that to know. Um, you just want to clarify there. No, in fact, yeah. I know my father doesn't listen to this because uh, just a couple weeks ago, he asked me what a podcast was. Ooh. Yeah, I had to explain I mean, it to either him. he has listened to it and he just shaded you back from whence you came, 
Or he genuinely has no idea that you do this. No, he knows that we do this. He just didn't know what it was. Does he your thought sister it was... listen to this? I don't think so. Oh, my, she's my sister doesn't. She's not a big podcast My oldest person. sister doesn't listen to it. Yeah, I'm Lauren isn't sure. a big podcast person. I'll get a text from her on Monday if that's untrue. I don't know if she listens uh, to it. This is actually a test to see if she listens yeah, to it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, think it's I partly, love psych, like mental I think games. it's partly because my sister Lauren's in a graduate program, and part of her oh. lectures she has to listen to podcast style, and so she Ew. doesn't listen to anything else. I would not go to school if it required me to listen to a podcast. I mean, it's lots of research and things. But no, my I, the, the way that it finally clicked with my dad is I explained it as like a talk radio show. Because he thought it was like a web... He thought it was like a YouTube video. He thought mm. it was like something that you posted on YouTube and you could listen to Bless or him. watch. Like yeah. he wasn't... He thought you could kind of watch it. Sure. And so I had to explain like, no, it's like radio, but it's like a show, but you can listen to it whenever. So we finally got there. But yeah, he definitely doesn't listen. Well, yeah. So anyways, before you rudely interrupted me, my dad and I have been marathoning all of the Lord of the Rings movies. So yes. we started with part one. So I got him for Father's Day, I guess, birthday, question mark, combination. Gift, father gift. The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, the Blu-ray extended edition edition. Because if you didn't know, I am a huge nerd. That's that's what this AA meeting is for, Nerd Anonymous. The, I know that those letters didn't work out the way I had this planned. This Galaholic gathering is about you being a nerd. Yeah. Well, and it's it's an interesting thing because now that I'm back in like the dating world, want, first of all, I don't want to be. Yeah, you took <laughs> a little bit of a it. pause after uh, you said that. Well, no, and then the <laughs> other thing is is it naturally comes up that I like either Star Wars or Harry Potter oh, yes. or all these things. It's and then guys this. are always like, wow nerds are so cute and i'm like you won't think it's cute when i'm keeping you awake until one o'clock explaining how galadriel was able to teleport across all fucking middle earth even though those powers were never explained Mm -hmm. so i'm just saying like if she could do that why couldn't she just like astral project to mount doom can we just have a second so i'm just saying this is interesting i know but like harry potter does this too where it's like they give us too much freedom to be like well then why didn't we just do this Hmm. Like the occlumency conversation. Sure. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, I think we should avoid that if we ever want to get into it. Speaking of avoiding things. No. Uh, Um, no. (laughs) The Galadriel question is very interesting. I'm not well versed enough to be able to speak on the lore in any kind of like authoritative way. Mm. However, I do think the films, at least, the films established a certain kind of complex fear-based connection between Galadriel and Sauron. No. What? I don't think so. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, in the, one of the... I don't know which Hobbit film it was. In the Fellowship of the Ring where she goes ape shit, that has nothing to do with Sauron. No, I'm talking about the Hobbit specifically. One of the Hobbit, Hobbit films, Hobbit. she goes to like help slash rescue Gandalf. Yes. And she... She picks him up. Yeah. She picks him up and she like falls to the ground and then does her like... Raising from the floor, holding out her like magic uh, crystal uh, spell water, her and says like, "You have no power here." And that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. But when she realized he was there, she was overcome with fear, and it like affected her physically, and she had to like collapse to gather all her power just to do that. So that's why I'm saying like I think there's something complex yeah. with the way she responds to him as a character. Hi, welcome to Fellowship of the Sing. We sing about Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the X's. Uh, so no, another funny thing that comes up with talking when like dating guys, besides them being like, oh my God, you're a nerd and them not understanding it, is every time I've explained to them 
what I do on a podcast and who I do. Oh, with. yeah, sure. So I just explained this to somebody earlier where I was like a good nine out of 10 people that I say, yeah, I, I have a podcast with my best friend who's also my ex-boyfriend. They disappear by nine out of 10 because they're like. They don't want to ask for context. I kind of don't like giving it. Because to date me, you need to be without fear. Like, you need to be Gryffindor status. I have no fear. I'm not scared of Colton. And you need to embrace me for everything that I am, including that I do a podcast with my ex-boyfriend. So, do you have an opinion on it? Like, What do you mean? So... I have an opinion on everything, bitch. That's why we're doing this. My, my opinion is a little <laughs> bit harsh, where I'm basically like... I think that the fact that you're being really upfront about it kind of paints the whole picture. And if yeah. they're curious, they can listen to the podcast. Well, but... yeah, I like the guys that have listened to it and been like, I get it. Like you guys have, you guys are really funny together. Yeah. But the ones so that I'm are, like, oh, that's cool. Which I mean, more yeah. power to you if that's a deal breaker for you by, but like if you're intimidated by that, when you're being very upfront about it and stuff, then yeah. to me, that's like, okay, then, well, then you weren't brave enough to date me anyways yeah. <laughs> it takes a certain as you know it takes a certain level of gusto mm-hmm. and like resilience you have to have to a certain amount me. of Gladriel spell water in order to date you, you. need a full vial <laughs> if it's not full it, you're in for a long Speaking winter of, oh <laughs> so point. going back to the very first thing i said that i never finished your basic my statement. basic statement yes and now with the build-up is absurd but, and I, I think this is going to gross people out because it grossed me out even though I enjoyed mm. it. So we got Panda Express before this along with a slew of snacks that I'm yeah. a little bit excited about. I had a chocolate Twix. It's Halloween. It's <gasps> Halloween week. Oh, that made me that's so happy time, right when you said it. <laughs> that's time for snacks. But basically we went to Panda Express before this. I got a very large soda. I love soda so much. I don't drink it very much. But when I do, it's a deep connection. It was a Sprite. And basically what happened is that we had our Panda Express. Some time passed. We, like, got set up, blah, blah, blah. And there was some Sprite left, but mostly ice. And the ice melted to a point that, like, really chilled, but also diluted the Sprite a bit to, like, my perfect concoction of melted ice water and Sprite. And it tasted delicious and gave me so much joy that I immediately was like, ooh. So I'm going to cut you off. I have some updates. <laughs> Listen, uh, no, I felt the need to like confess this like a Catholic and a confessional to get this out of my body because I understand that being happy to drink melted ice water mixed with your soda is gross. Yeah. But it made me, it was so good. So my mom check, which my mom okay, actually updates. didn't say, my mom didn't even say anything to me about it, but I corrected it as soon as I heard it when we were listening to it If you have an back. opinion about melted ice water, please just email us or something because Colton email, is just completely Gabe. ignoring it. And I need some sort of support. Fine, go on with your updates. Okay, this makes me sound like the bitch of the relationship, but we both know... That you're ignoring my melted ice water? I think it's fair for you to ignore my melted ice water confession. I just need some sort of... So at one point I said, uh, US Weekly. It's not that. (laughs) It's Us Weekly. Yes, it's Us Weekly. Not like the United States Weekly. And that was my one thing. Oh, that's no, just your one No, correction. that was my mom check that I got it wrong. And my updates, it's a very, and it's a big update, oh. is Arise and Shine. Oh, very good. If you don't know what it is, then stop living under a rock. Should that be your gay term of the week? So my gay term of the week, fuck. Um, my no, gay term I'm of serious. the week is Rise and Shine by the Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. So Kylie Jenner released a documentary Otherwise known as a YouTube video. So much empty space in that office. Ugh, 
She gave an office tour of Kylie Cosmetics in the Valley. It's a huge, beautiful office, and most of it is just empty hallway, so like, like filled with couches. Imagine an, an entire IKEA store empty except for three desks, and then they have a couple <laughs> rooms it. that they use for office space, and the rest is just like to walk around. In. To walk around and look at Kylie's face in, and at the very end of the video, she's like, "Okay, so we're wrapping up the tour. I'm gonna get Stormy." going to show you her room because her daughter has go. her own little nursery own in the room. office which she should That's so great. she opens the door we don't see the few moments leading up to this because i don't think that we would be able to comprehend it but then the clip immediately cuts to her saying as the light turns on rise and shine yep and if that didn't change your life right now then i don't think you can really be changed by anything else so, if you've missed out on the meme explosion coming out of yeah. her eyes and shine, But speaking of things educated. coming out of people's mouth, Gina Rodriguez said the N-word. Wow. On Snapchat. Wow. I, wow. And then defended it. So well, I love Lauren Hill. I, I sing uh, this all the time. So this is where my white, uh, not a black person of the week saying the N-word, it gets to be Gina Rodriguez. But you're going to do a weekly, like... Well, I have a lot of people. I have one for next week, too. <laughs> See, we've talked about this so much that I thought you weren't going to even, like, bring it up on the podcast. Oh, you have no idea how long <laughs> I've been waiting. We haven't recorded in, like, weeks. Ugh, Gina Rodriguez. Uh, we don't well, have I to th- talk about it. I just needed to pull, I don't, pull I don't her through I don't not want to talk about it. I just feel like... Like, I don't have anything to say other than, like, oof. I think that's, that's a lot. That's my official comment. It's yeah. just oof. Okay, and then my very last update is I finally watched season three of Stranger Things and David Harbour is my new hall pass. Ah. Yes. So I'm changing it. He I'm so sorry, Russell, but if you saw He he bumped Russell. He took over Russell Crowe has been replaced by David, David Harbour. Harbour on season the three. Colton Mooney Hall Pass. No, no, list. no. It only can see season three. David Harbour season three. Because when you explain who your hall pass is, you have to tell them either like then or now, what project they're working on. So season three, David Harbour, my man bun would be sore. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going with this. It's best hexes. Okay. Everything that That's happens a this lot week. to announce. Everything that happens this week doesn't count. I have not watched season three, but... Um, I've sent him multiple David videos. Harbour. No, I was like sending you videos of the various scenes with him in it. Like, like I gotta look at this. Well, yeah, this is true. <laughs> this happened. But the funny thing is that I had already seen all of those clips because season three, David Harbour has already deeply penetrated. I'm oh so my God. sorry for that choice of words. Gay culture. You knew and... you what you were saying. I guess I knew it as I was saying, and I didn't. It's back not off, the first so time that deeply bad. penetrated and David Harbour have been in the same sentence. Listen, we it, it already <laughs> happened. We don't have to lean into it anymore. Gina. I'm just saying, the second that happened, gay internet like Took already off. educated everyone about season I, three David Harbour. So I haven't seen yeah. season three, but I am familiar it's with different. David Harbour's work. So it's like a little different. It's like looking at the thumbnail. On Pornhub, as of as opposed to watching the video. Oh, I'm not saying that it's I very like, understand the full I've power never watched and energy porn of it. Ever. I just, I, I'm I just aware right now, and I will watch it. 
<laughs> the porn or season three? All season three of Pornhub. I will get to it eventually. <laughs> That's those are a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Do you have pro? It's a big season. Do you have porn pro? Um, uh, <laughs> we both said M. Um, uh, also, I've been watching a ton of Great British Bake Off. Just Becca great. season two from the season two collection on Netflix. It's actually season four. Yeah, it's very. Good. Is a supermodel. She's gorgeous. She's seventeen. Becca. Now she's like forty three. Because that I was a million years. Right she's now. like the one with the frizzy hair and she wears the oversized sweaters and yes. she's in she's yes, always talking about like how i have my studies and we got a new cat this mm-hmm. week so i've been playing with it yep. and if you thought that that was an amazing british accent call me physically you want them to f- give you a phone call yeah because oh. i need the validation oh, okay uh because people can't see my british accent on tinder should we get into couples i would love to <laughs> i've already dug such a deep hole maybe like a grave, you it could be. You could say. Ooh. One could say. Oh my god. Something that we used to do to my sister Jordan. This is something that... Okay, I'm going to do this to her and she's going to... She has forgotten this because she doesn't remember anything before it's being ni- like 20. So my si- oldest sister Kaylee and I would sometimes like be in the dark and we would go up behind her and say, Jordan. Ooh. And it would always freak her out and make her cry. And I realized that children are cruel. Yes. So while I was running around all on all four out. being a cat, I was also terrorizing my sister. Yes, as you do. Like a creepy cat oh, monster. Oh, side note, Jenny Slate's new special on Netflix Holy shit. is so funny and good. And she does has a whole segment about like her haunted house and the process of going to her parents' room in the middle of the night after uh, having might, a bad dream. And it is I think it's gold. the funniest thing I've seen this year. It was... You just if you like Jenny Slate, you're gonna love it no matter what. But and if, if you, you don't like Jenny Slate, then have better taste. Well, if because some people know her from movies and TV, not from her stand up, like you should just check out her. It was life changing. So then again, Gabe and I have a really bad sense of humor or weird sense of humor seeing how we are doing a podcast together. Well, you don't have to contextualize the podcast just because these guys you're talking to on Tinder. Are Sorry, what does that word it. mean? <laughs> contextualize that's when you like give, boys. Oh, boys. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing. Never mind. <laughs> I was go a weird that's a path. David Harbour person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going first. I'm going first. Okay, I'm like 90% sure you did the one that I'm doing. No, I'm certain you did not. But every time that we say that, we always are like, oh, I was researching that person. Like, there has not been one except for, like, Tim Burton that I have not, like, started a, a file on. I'm certain you didn't do this couple. Okay. And here's why. There are some people... So first of all, this is Halloween. This is Best Texas. Where we're like, we wanted to lean in to the fact that it's like a spooky, different kind of holiday time. So I wanted to do something a little wacky, um, which is what led me down this path. But the reason why I know you didn't do this couple is because some people, some very uneducated and correct people will tell you that this couple isn't real. But those of us who, like, know who we are and understand how the universe works will correct those people and say that these are real people that are part of our world. And just to cut to the chase to get rid of the confusion, I will tell you that I'm going to do the breakup story of Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. I have started theirs. You have not. And I've done a big deal of research, you but I'm have not doing not. it now. Yeah. Ugh. I assumed... I love it because I didn't think I could find enough material, and if you found oh, it... Oh, I good. found all the material. Yeah. 
I thought this might fall under the category because you and your family have a strange hatred for the Peanuts and Charlie Brown. It has nothing to do with the Muppets. I know. It's, those are very different. Okay. But, the, and can I tell you the only reason that we hate the Peanuts? If you must. Because every single fucking year yes. on Thanksgiving, we don't get an episode of Goddamn Grey's Anatomy. We get the giant pumpkin bullshit show. And it has always pushed us back, so we had to wait two weeks to see what the fuck Meredith Grey was going to do again. First of all. Because of the pumpkin harvest situation, the movie. First of all, it's called The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And second of all, I really want to name this episode The Giant Pumpkin Bullshit Show. (laughs) But we're already planning to go. Maybe we'll call it Best X's colon The Giant Pumpkin Bullshit Show. (laughs) Because that's beautiful. You're welcome. But look. But that's how I feel. Like Shonda and her whole team can take a little rest on Thanksgiving Not, and let Charles Schultz take well, over. Well, this was when, thank God it's, no, it's still thank God it's Thursday. Is it still TGI? Oh, it is still TGIT. With what? So it, What's it, on Thursdays now? It was Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and Grays. But all, all those are gone except for Grays. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think that Shonda oh, has like eight like other Oh, is it like Station sorts. 11 or Station 19? I don't or know. Whatever. I, don't know. I just watch Meredith Grey do whatever it is she's doing. That's all to say I'm actually I'm I'm conflicted. I'm thrilled that you started this because in my head I thought you didn't like the Muppets and oh, that I you just love them reason. for the reason that you just said, which is like they're not really a couple, but they are. They like, are they're yes, a landmark. They're part of they're like I'm just happy you Hollywood didn't do the one royalty. I'm doing. I knew I didn't do the one you're doing also. I can just picture what the little like you know, on on our social, we release the images of the couples together, and it is going to be fucking hilarious. Oh dear! Together. You also said it's kind of spooky, scary, so I knew that I wasn't doing one. Mine is not spooky, but it's like crazy. Oh, okay. Well, that's intriguing. <laughs> I'm gonna just jump into mine. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna be talking about Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. I'm so sorry if you didn't know that they're no longer together, because some people yeah, kind of missed the news that they are no longer together, but. I'm sorry to break it to you, Miss Piggy and Kermit are no so longer. So if you a just couple. got a fry, happy Halloween. <laughs> are you gonna do that throughout? Governor. Like, yeah. To stretch your Mary Barry. <laughs> Crumpet. Um, Call me. So I'm sorry to break it to you if I'm the one breaking it to you, but we're we're gonna go through kind of the overall high level trajectory of their relationship because there's lots of ups and downs. Mm. But it all started That's... in nineteen seventy six. When like you yes when I was first born <laughs> as a warlock, um, Miss Piggy and Kermit met in 1976 when they were on the first episode of the Muppet Show. That's when they first were introduced to the public, and also when they first started working together. And uh, this was this was an interesting time because they weren't a couple right away. They were just co-workers. They were just working together on yeah. this TV show. But, like, if you go back and you watch the first Muppet show, like, Kermit and Piggy have chemistry right away. Like, it's clear right away that something's there. She's obsessive. She's in love with him. He He, doesn't give a fuck. He's, like, he kind of plays this hard-to-get thing, but, like, deep down you know that he cares for her. That's their whole relationship. Please do not denigrate the relationship of Kermit and Miss Piggy with your (laughs) crude remarks. I'm just saying... We all, I'm not saying you're wrong. We've all been to a barbecue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know what we want. <laughs> we got that pulled pork. Oh, God. I like I, the person who was about to invent pulled pork just pulled it. And then, like, boom, here we are. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm 80 try years to, later. Try to, um, 
Okay, I'm powering through. So they first met on The Muppet Show. That's when they first met and started working together. I didn't know that that was how long The Muppet yeah. Show has been going on. 1976. Because, like, my whole introduction to The Muppets was a Muppet Christmas, where it was, like, Kermit mm-hmm. was... And then, the, like, the little frog who's like, didn't have legs. Or yeah, legs there was, or... like, a tiny Tim character. There was, like, a tiny Tim frog, and they, like, sang. And then, oh, my God, who is it? Who was Scrooge? It was the butler in the new Christopher Nolan Batman movies. What's his name? Oh. He was Scrooge. Yes, yes you're right. Oh. Oh. Michael? No. No. I no. think you're right. No. 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 Yes. That's so. You were first introduced to the Muppets through the film. Well, the I mean, I was film. born in 1990, so I mean. Well, I was born in '88. I am an ancient man, but <laughs> I grew up with the Muppets. You show. just made every woman born before then just like hate you, <laughs> as if they could hate me. Listen, it's a joke because like, Colton always acts like I'm a million years older than him when really he was born two years later. It happens like when we're both getting up from the couch and he needs help and I'm like, Gabe, you're 30. And he's like, well, I was 30. I'm ailing (laughs) as, uh, I'm an old soul in it. It's in my knees. Um, (laughs) I got up yesterday and my legs popped and he just looked at me and said, ooh. (laughs) It's like, I know you like that little little percussion set just then. Yeah. But I grew up watching Miss Piggy and Kermit in The Muppet Show. It was still airing when I was a kid. That's lit. It was still on ABC or whatever. Yeah, and it came back at some point. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but so okay, they first met on the set of The Muppet Show, but then Miss Piggy, even though they said, at the time they weren't together, she later said um, in The Muppet Movie <gasps> that they made shortly after the show started, she said that it was love at first sight, even oh. though they weren't together right away. They remind me a little bit of like Mariah Carey and <laughs> Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Just oh, like, I kind of love that. Just, yeah, that makes sense I think to me. Mariah Carey and Miss Piggy have a similar energy. I think that's who that was. Well, she, Mariah Carey was... Mariah Carey was like 30 in 76, right? She was like at the... She was either... <laughs> 76. Oh, God. <laughs> I just heard that. Shit. Sorry, Mariah. When I was a kid and The Muppet Show was at its height, Mariah Carey was at her height. So, similar energy. Her peak. They have a similar, like... I don't know her actual height. I just think that they have a, <laughs> they have a similar vibe of, like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm fabulous. Oh, 100%. And everybody's They also both me. wear a lot of leopard print and, like, big jewelry. And, like... Things that touch the floor. Yeah, like long like gowns. Yeah, like dressing gowns with feathers. La blouses mm-hmm. that touch the floor. I don't know how that So works. the next thing that happened, this was in 1978. So mm-hmm. this was still before the peak of their fame. So but basically two. what happened is Miss Piggy tricks Kermit into getting married. Ooh. So there's an episode of The Muppet Show. It's Muppet episode, Wedding by Proxy? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 310 of The Muppet Show. Miss Piggy organized... 310? Episode 310. Fuck, that's Missed a lot of episodes. Pe- Miss Piggy organized a sketch. So it was like a sketch as part of the comedy show where she and Kermit get married. So she like wrote the sketch, put the sketch on. She is Mariah Carey because Mariah Carey staged her fake wedding See, as a music very similar video. energy. But this, so this is what Piggy did. She secretly hired a real minister to perform in the sketch. So basically... She, with the help of their friend Scooter, one of their fellow friends... Talking about these characters um, like real people makes me so happy. What do you mean? They are real people? I will talk about the cast of Grey's Anatomy as if they are real people. Like, Christina can operate on my heart any day. I'm not arguing with you. Christina Yang is a professional, and I I would trust Sandra Oh to do my heart surgery. She's seen enough. I agree. She has an Emmy. 
But so Miss Piggy puts a sketch together. It's supposed to be a fake wedding thing. She gets a real minister. Their friend helps her. And they basically uh, trick Kermit into signing the marriage license as part of the sketch. Is that allowed? I mean, here's the thing, though, is that unfortunately, right before they say I do, they have to wait. So, like, she tricked him into doing it, but then, like, hijinks happened and they weren't able to actually finish the (gasps) sketch. So it didn't actually happen. But then later, the next year, Kermit was hosting an episode of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, because he does some hosting sometimes. <laughs> so he was hosting, and Miss Piggy came on the show as a guest, you know, like when Kristen Bell hosts for Ellen, she brings on Dax or whatever, like yeah. it was that kind of vibe. And um, basically, during the share, during a, oh, during sure. the show live on air, that's the words that I just combined, Cute. during the show, she announced that they were engaged. <gasps> And Kermit was not happy because he's, he's a much more private person than she is. So she he didn't want the public to know that they were engaged. So she announced it and he wasn't pleased that she made it public. Um, and it was even like clear on the show that like he wasn't happy that he, she let the cat out of the bag. But then basically they had their first wedding first, you'll hear. So their first wedding was in 1984 following the engagement in a movie called The Muppets Take Manhattan. Great film. <laughs> And, like, everyone was super excited to see them get married, but there's a twist. <gasps> so Jim Henson, Sooner. Jim Henson, who's a writer, and, like, he collaborates with the Muppets all the time. Got it. God rest his soul. Uh, oh. He was asked in an interview about the marriage, and this is what Jim Henson said. He said, Kermit says, and will continue to say on interviews and such, I'm just an actor, and when two actors marry on stage, they're only acting but Miss Piggy continues to bring in this minister as evidence that they're really married. So she did the same thing. They get married in a movie as actors, but she brought on a real minister, so technically they're actually married in real life. Um, I think in order to get married for real, you both want to, right? Like, can someone fact-check me? Like, you can't be married against your will. (laughs) I'm not making a statement as to whether or not they're on-camera marriage with a real minister should be considered true. Mm. But that's what Miss Piggy is claiming and Kermit is claiming otherwise. Should they go to court? I suppose they could, but they had never did. And I court? <laughs> so, but here's what happened. This caused a riff. So, <gasps> well, Miss Piggy uh, keeps uh, kind of tricking him into marrying her is... and then trying to make it real and he's debating against it. So basically what happened is that on May 4th, 1990, Kermit and Miss Piggy went on the Today Show and they announced their separation. Oh my god. So Wait, who was working on the Today Show that, that 1990? day? 1990? So it was probably... It was either... It was... What was her name? It was still Carson or was it John... On the Today Show? That oh, was... the Today Show. I read that as Tonight Show. No, the Today Show was Today like Al Roker. Show. That would have been like a Hoda and Hoda. Kathy no, Lee. No, that was too early. See, I'm thinking of like the initial three. There was Bob Bark. Wait, I have no idea. Al Roker, the white dude, and then the white lady with so that was the fountain them. haircut. With the I'd like to speak. I to have me. no information. Katie Couric. Can Kirk I get the third was one? Show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Right? Can somebody know. help me? Uh, anyways. I don't know who was hosting, but they announced on the Today Show. That's wild. That Matt Lauer. Separating. I just remembered all three. I thought he Al was Roker, newer. Matt Lauer, Katie Couric. I thought that was later i have no no idea. that was like 90s bro. i should just believe you because i have no idea thank you um 
but that's when they announced their separation and at the time it was this big deal it was like written in te- like people magazine legitimately did like a whole cover story it makes about me their so separation happy. there was nothing else going on pre 9-11 but then so <laughs> so this was 1990 in 1993 three years later kermit was doing an interview with larry king about like some of his recent work and he claimed that the separation wasn't actually a separation in the traditional sense and that they never and they never had and never will get married so a separation or a divorce doesn't really apply so he was like he's like we're not separated like we've never been married mm. and then miss piggy said in that same interview because she talked to larry king as well she yeah, let it truly. slip that they were still living together and that they were in a happy domestic relationship which people took to be like a domestic partnership so people were like okay you're not separated you're not married but you're living together so you're in a domestic partnership <laughs> they're puppets <laughs> This is the life Why? of Kermit okay, and Miss Piggy. Okay, but like, it's how can a puppet be in a domestic relationship, but I can't get a guy to respond to my Tinder message? I don't know. They are both very successful Muppets. Like, okay. They have things going for them, First and of a, all, they have a real connection. If you have responded to my Tinder message, I'm not devaluing you. I'm I just am. saying. <laughs> no, nobody who listens talks to me listens to this. This is my air all. I can say whatever yeah, I want. Don't, don't censor yourself for the Tinder boys I'm not that censoring are myself for... Username WW3. I don't know. WW3. They have their names on there. I wasn't going to say a name. Three? Oh, World War Three. Oh, interesting. Okay, so. Danger. So there was that little mixed signals, and mixed signals kind of continue throughout the relationship from here. So a year later on Good Morning Texas to promote Muppet Classic Theater, <laughs> they do their rounds. They like make appearances <laughs> when they're doing new work. Kermit denied the existence of a romance that he himself confirmed a year earlier. So he's like sending out mixed signals to the press. And oh, this began one of like the most confusing years of their relationship. So during during the promotional tours from Up at Treasure Island and other appearances, Kermit gave different answers to every time they asked about his relationship with Miss Piggy. So he was like telling a different story every My time. My rule is, is if it's not an immediate yes, it's a no. I think that's wise. Thank you. Yeah. I apply that to everything that I do. But Miss Piggy's a little bit of a messy diva. So I don't think she would take that advice. She obviously did not. I mean, delusion by RuPaul. So this is what Kermit said. He denied being married to her or even having feelings for Miss Piggy in some of these interviews. But then she, that same year, told Regis Philbin in an interview that they were, in fact, actually married. So they were, like, in the press, telling different stories, being, like, messy about the relationship. Mm. And in an extra segment in one of their movies, so they had, they did um, the Muppet movie and they released a special Kermit's 50th anniversary edition. Piggy used the phrase we're married in our hearts to describe their relationship and then that's the phrase they both started using to describe it married in your heart isn't married for real you could say that that's just their that's what no, they started wait. saying you know what i am i'm gonna f- correct what i'm saying before i get a mom check being married in your heart is valid because there are places where people aren't allowed to be married yes. to the person they want to be with True. so being married in your heart is good but being Loving somebody in your heart, but not as much as you wish you did, is not valid and should not be said to me ever. Fair. Thanks. <laughs> I love you, but not the way that I want to. And it is a little sad because Miss you know Piggy. Who you are. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Yep, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. 
but th- so that's what they started telling everyone. That's the line they started using. We Got are married it. in our hearts. And this was like in the, the late 1990s. Mm. And then we didn't see much from them until 2011. So basically... Oh, yeah, because they just disappeared. Yeah, so Kermit, Miss Piggy, all the Muppets basically like took a lot of time off from working so in they Hollywood. they in storage. They... How dare you? They <laughs> took some time off. They like weren't in the spotlight. They weren't going to public events, weren't making appearances. They were like basically on hiatus from their work in entertainment and then in 2011 there was a reboot of the muppet film yeah with uh, tina fey uh, with tina fey and jason derulo no jason no cartwright no from how i met your mother sedegas no (laughs) jason balboa no uh he works under apatow uh no we said that already you know (laughs) The big tall one. Tina Fey. From... Uh, Jason with the big penis. Yes, correct. He was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, we but his saw name his isn't Jason. It, tr- it is. It's like... Oh, he looked like... Jason? I dated a guy that looked eerily like him. His name's not Jason? I, I think it's Jason. I think it's like Freddy. Anyway, he rebooted. Jason. He uh, wrote a new film for the Muppets and they came out of their retirement it's to not do Jason. work together. I really think it's Jason. I'm going to look it yeah, up Yeah, Cole's right going to do some research for us. Um, but basically we hadn't seen anything from Kermit and Miss Piggy for a really long time. And it was kind of interesting watching that film because the film basically finds them both living separate lives. So it was like kind of shocking for audiences to find out that like all these years, Kermit and Miss Piggy actually hadn't been together. And basically, well, I know they said they weren't, but when they'd gone into retirement, they like announced that this new movie happening when people are excited. And then the movie opens and we learned that like Kermit's living in LA Piggy's living in France and it's exciting because she's living her dream like she always wanted to work in fast fashion and she's living in France working as an editor at Vogue in Paris like Rachel Green fantasy yeah it was Jason Seagal you're right Jason I can fuck all the way off Seagull Seagull whoever who's the one who's Seagull who like does karate as a white man with a ponytail Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah, that was a weird They're thing not my related. brain just did. Not related at all. So she is re- living her Rachel Green without Ross, toxic-ass Ross 100%. fantasy. 100%. Because if you want to talk about friends with me, get ready for me to shit talk on Ross till tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day. I am right on we board We were with you. not on a break. Sorry. Miss Piggy is living her Rachel Green in Paris, working for Vogue. She doesn't have a baby. Kermit is in LA, living his own life, mm. and it was hard to see them separated at first, but then by the end of the film, we see that they reconcile and they come back together. And basically, it the movie ends with Kermit professing his feelings for Miss Piggy like in a really lovely way. Aww. I definitely didn't cry. It's not a big deal. I didn't um, see this movie, this film. Then in 2014, during promoting another film called Muppets Most Wanted, in an interview with Queen Latifah, Kermit co- confirmed that they had both been in a committed relationship for a really long time. And that, then days later, a profile came out in People providing details of them planning their wedding and like people went crazy oh i thought the it, you were talking about they be, were in relationships with other people no with them with, with oh each yeah, other. yeah yeah i was like so what? like the film opens when we see them apart but then he tells queen latifah like actually we've been together for a while and we're planning our wedding that's fair but then <gasps> no in 2015 oh. kermit the frog and miss piggy announced that they have broken up what and this fuck? was just a month before the Muppets TV show was rebooting on ABC in 2015. And so it was like right before the show started, they were still working together, but they announced that they were breaking up and they both released statements on their individual Facebook pages. 
And that's how they announced their breakup. And so this was the statement that they both posted on their social media. (laughs) After careful thought, thoughtful consideration, and considerable squabbling, we have made the difficult decision to terminate our romantic relationship. We will continue to work together on television, The Muppets Tuesdays, 8 p.m. this fall on ABC, and in all media now known or hereafter devised in perpetuity throughout the universe. However, our personal lives are now distinct and separate, and we will be seeing other people, pigs, frogs, et al. This is our only comment on this private matter. Thank you for your understanding. So they released this statement. (laughs) Then they appeared together at a Television Critics Association panel a few days later, where Kermit actually reveals that he has a new girlfriend. <gasps> it's he, not another pig, he is didn't it? Rela- he didn't release her name, but he did say that she works in marketing at ABC and that he's been seeing someone new. <laughs> oh my God, what? And in response, Miss Piggy later said, dating moi is like flying close to the sun. It was inevitable that Kermit would drop down to the ground while I stayed in the heavens. Did they stay friends? <sighs> First of all, I'd like to bring up the fact that since 76 so that's a good 40 years it's a long, of back and forth it's a long relationship history that feels very Richard Burton <laughs> you know oh I love the, Elizabeth I Taylor. love the comparison to Elizabeth well, Taylor and Richard Burton I, I didn't just forget Elizabeth Taylor's name I very much was like forming the rest of the sentence <laughs> and I got hung up where I was and how they had like this turbulent relationship through the years I love that comparison so I feel like they aren't friends but they love each other they really still do and that's what'll make it really hard so you think they're not friends but there's love there i think that there's love there but that means that they like can't be friends right now like they need some time that was in 2016 you said 15 2015 so it's been four years Mm -hmm. so like maybe they could be friends now is my thought i've i don't watch the show i don't know if that is any insight to it so I don't think you're wrong. That basically the answer is we don't quite I'm know for them sure. Like a real this is a real love story. It is. I this know. Is it's a real just love like story. it's hard for me to like have the thought process on something. Miss <laughs> Piggy and Kermit are like two of my biggest like celebrity icons, like that I look up to. Like they're some of my favorite. So all actors. of the Kermit memes have been like amazing for oh you. i love all the kermit memes the looking out the window the curled the up tea. in the shower yeah all of it yeah kermit is it. one of my favorite actors i've always loved miss piggy i think she's like a, like a lucille ball like i think don't think she gets the recognition she deserves so i was really excited to like do this story but it is kind of a bittersweet ending because the answer is we don't quite know oh. if they're friendly or not there's obviously still love there like you said um, they continued to work together on the new Muppets TV show for some years, and so Kermit made some headlines after that initial announcement in 2015 when it came out that he was, in fact, dating another pig <gasps> named Denise. Oh, no. But Is she the marketing lady at ABC? No, this was, I think, a different different woman i believe and but and the pair was together shortly so he was only with denise for a little bit they broke up at the end of the first season of the muppet show so he was just craving more for he was he was just moving on as best he could and they were last seen the last appearance they did together so the last time they were seen was during their performance of the muppets take the hollywood bowl in 2017 And the reason why I say I don't really know is because they've been really quiet since this time, since they split up. Like, Miss Piggy usually lets something slip to the press or they're working on a new project or something, but they just haven't really said anything. Yeah. 
But, I mean, they've been through, like, all this history. They've been through all this turbulent <laughs> times. They always remain professional when they were working together. I also checked IMDb Pro to see if, like, any new projects were coming out where they would be working together. But there aren't any because the Jim Henson Company is working on, like, a Fraggle Rock reboot and the Dark Crystal. So, oh, like, there right. aren't any projects with the Muppets cast they coming to together. They need to take some time out of the spotlight, I think. Yeah, and so they're still working. Like, they're, they're kind of doing the influencer route a little bit right now. Like all... I know, when you said Facebook... Facebook, I was like, well, it was 2016. Like, like right now, all have... of Piggy's social media posts, it's like selfies and posts about herself. And she'll occasionally post pictures of like the full Muppet cast with Kermit in it, and he'll do the same, but they never like specifically mention one another. It's just yeah. like they're individually living their lives. That's why I think like it is too fresh of a wound that's been around since 76. Like, that's a, lot, a lot of, of feelings. That much history, it's like. I don't know if you can actually take yourself out of it. And my guess is that if they were ever to work together again, much like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, that maybe the flames would rekindle because they'd be forced to be together. And when they're together, the chemistry is there. I don't necessarily think so. Like, I don't necessarily think Liz Taylor and Richard Burton were great for each other, but there's like that chemistry or that chemical thing thing that Kermit and Miss Piggy always have. Compatibility versus chemistry, which you're going to hear about this on my upcoming podcast called Facts versus Opinions. (laughs) Uh, So this is one of my things that I'll be talking about is because... Just because there's chemistry doesn't mean you're compatible. I agree with you completely. So the chemistry can be fucking toxic. Because whatever. Like every guy I've dated this year. Um, (laughs) And, but we're not compatible at all. But there's a ton of chemistry. So I think like just because you love each other doesn't mean that there's somebody not out there that won't love you the same way. But be good for you. I agree And so when I think of Miss Piggy, she needs somebody who almost doesn't have an identity of their own so that they can just be focused on her. I think she does need to be in the spotlight. And that's okay. And I think she I think she deserves someone who reciprocates their feelings in yeah. the way she does. Because Reciprocation Kermit, is a big yes, one. Kermit, and Kermit always does clearly loved her. He but was he passive could never, about it. Yeah, he could never like quite commit in the way that she deserved. Well, and I think Kermit will be with somebody who knows what the relationship is without needing the label. Yes, yes. Like, that's not as important. Yeah, it'll be like, he's going to meet his Jenny Slate. Yeah. And they're going to just be like, we just love this. Oh, I think Kermit and Jenny Slate would be a cute couple. (laughs) Jenny Slate would do it, too. Oh, I think they would would be a really cute couple. Her whole thing about living back at her parents' house, because, you know. uh, I think they'd get along. Although... I think that would be. I think it would be hard for Miss Piggy for Kermit to be with someone who has the kind of like high profile success as Jenny Slate. Like I almost think he needs to marry someone or but, be with someone outside the yeah. business in order for Miss Piggy. to I think be Piggy okay. is going to end up with like a billionaire producer, mm. and Kermit mm. is going to end up with like an indie darling. Oh, cute! Which like is that. why I think of Jenny Slate. So I think that would be good. Good directions for them, where it's like somebody who can I just agree. fulfill me this way. You can find that chemistry. Like just because you found some dude who likes Star Wars and has a dog, doesn't mean there are not fifteen other guys totally, in this area. I totally agree with you that aren't toxic. But as fuck I also and work just have a feeling that if street. if they ever were to do another movie together, I think they would get entangled again, just because of how well, they are. I don't think it would be the right choice, but I think I it think probably both happen. of them being in relationships and having that it it wouldn't be an issue if they had the if right they people. had yes yeah. if they came into it because the then because right what's funny is like when you are in a relationship the thing or even when you're single the things that you put up with 
in your bad toxic relationship you like laugh at now you're just like i would never do something like that so then when you have the distance and you've healed and you've recovered and you spent some time away from each other you're like oh i wouldn't fall for that again like i know you're full of shit and you do you you ever think not you i'm just like to the people that were like you can trust me and never gonna hurt you well babe your actions were not very i'm never gonna hurt you of you i know i feel that do you ever though do you ever think there's a world in which Miss Piggy could come to Kermit and basically say, like, I don't need the label. As long as we're together, we don't need to be married. But and Kermit, she does. And Kermit could come to her and say, like, I want to reciprocate and chant, like celebrate you the way you deserve. Do you think there's a world in which they could do that? Because I really like I them don't, together. I think that they are not compatible. Okay. Which is the thing that you've had to tell me. I know countless it's a real times thing. this I'm year. Just, just to ask, but you. I know that they have all this history and it's awesome and epic and everything. But I just do. I think that, and I think they I need see friends her like a, you yeah, yeah. telling them that that's the case. That that somebody is out there who will make you want to be married to them. Yes, or who will make you. I don't know, like, we'll want to marry you back. Like, it happens, and we all think that just because we found this one person who fills, like, 60% of the requirements, they're the best we can get. No, there's somebody out there for you that can fill no, all. I agree. It's just... He will do it all. It's just my nostalgia. I'm sorry. Because I love them both, but... Well, but yes, thank you. That I'm sorry that it was another one that you started researching. No, it's okay. I should always trust you when you say that we have similar minds with this stuff. We've spent but, too much time together. But that was the story. That's why Spooky. all of the guys of Second are intimidated by our relationship dynamic. Because oh, well. you are my... You're clearly Kermit. Yeah. I mean, but I'm... There is no Piggy. I have some Miss Piggy energy. <laughs> I almost made a pork joke again and I just can't do this to my mother anymore. Um so I first of all my source is fuckyahistory.com. Oh, great. Can I tell you really quickly before you start just cuz it makes me happy based on the couple I did. My sources were like Time Magazine, The New York Times. <laughs> yeah. Like I have legit sources. I loved sources. There was people, all well, people, Four. you know, but there were some strong sources on that one. And I remember just reading, I didn't hear any kind of, I, I didn't really look up anything after 2015 of that. So that's scandalous. I can't believe he was seeing somebody. I Another know, pig. Denise. Denise. Was she, was she pretty? I didn't look at pictures cause I, I feel like I have a loyalty to Miss Piggy too much. I mean, you know, anyways. So, yeah. So, fyahistory.com. <laughs> Great. I am doing a throwback. A okay. throwback spooky Halloween throwback. <laughs> and what's funny is is I, I, don't, I don't read <laughs> books. I listen to books. I'm too ADHD to read. Like, I start skipping ahead. I look at what's at the bottom of the page. You don't have to apologize I don't read for that. it. But when I can almost be fidgeting with something else, so I'll listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks, but, like, be on my phone, I retain everything because I really am paying the most attention to it. But reading is such a commitment, and I don't have an issue with commitment. And it's a rather big but. It's <laughs> <That's> rude. <laughs> Sorry. So... I don't read books, um, things. And I originally was looking up couples that just kind of like lost their damn minds because I wanted a messy bad one. Because I feel like I kept doing ones where it was like, they were great. I mean, I know Brittany and Justin never talked to each other again, but I wanted one that was just like real crazy. So today (laughs) we're doing Lord Byron and Caroline Lamb. (gasps) 
Wow. The history's first crazy ex-girlfriend. That is quite a throwback. I'm ready. I'm so excited you're doing like an old timey. So we're going to take it back to the year of 17. No, I don't know yes. these. Oh. Uh, it's early 18s. Let me find a date. I have no idea. This is why I don't research things that happened this long ago. <laughs> Lord um, Byron, though. That's some old school stuff. So, so Mr. Byron, let's find a date. 1882. Yeah. 1882. So early 18s, not like Winona Ryder when she got married uh, or engaged oh. and all of that. Early 18s, here we go. <laughs> so thanks to all of the documentation, Caroline Lamb has forever been immortalized as like history's first crazy ex-girlfriend. Love it. I feel an attachment to her. Almost in a way that I felt with Marie Antoinette. Oh. So I'm starting to think that maybe I was her in a past life. Oh, wow. But I've watered down a lot of those qualities. Oh, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about their backgrounds because it's important. <laughs> so Caroline <laughs> Caroline didn't have a great childhood. Her parents were Henrietta Spencer and Frederick Ponsonby. Great. And believe me when I say, these two had a wildly unhappy marriage. <laughs> okay. This had a huge impact on her, mainly because her parents were too busy arguing and having affairs to actually parent her. <laughs> right on. I, I don't relate to that. My, they're fine. <laughs> the, uh, uh, so this led to Caroline having some behavioral issues, like screaming fits and tantrums every day. Oh. Every day. When she was nine, her parents shift her up to live with, her, with Harriet's sister, Georgian, Georgiana Devonshire. And once more, everyone failed to parent the now irreparably out of control Caroline. Wow, so she was raging. They tried medicating her Great. with laudanum. Oh, that doesn't sound Did right. I say that wrong? Oh, I don't know. All like the psychologists I know are like, he doesn't know what laudanum is? Anyways, it's a highly addictive painkiller. Because she was giving her a painkiller? Because she was out of her goddamn mind. So they wanted to give her a painkiller. They isolated her from the family and sent her off to boarding school, and it didn't do anything. Okay. Possibly because drugging kids and ignoring them is not good. Maybe. <laughs> By this point, the family was sick of Caroline, something the now young teen was very aware of. Though oh. she tried, she could not make herself better, and she ended up writing this lovely <laughs> poem. I'm mad, that's bad. I'm sad, that's bad. I'm bad, that's mad. <laughs> ooh, there's, ooh, it's kind of Seussian. I it's like it. really good, first of all. <laughs> Eventually, a doctor was brought in. He advised Caroline that she was way too delicate to be stuck in a stressful school environment, and so they stopped sending her to school. Oh, so just don't do that anymore. So okay. now she was living every child's dream, which was no school, no discipline, and complete control over what you do. <laughs> And painkillers. So no doubt, this was awesome. <laughs> At least until she grew up to be an adult who was basically illiterate and had no concept right. of boundaries or life experience. Right, 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 right. I love her. <laughs> Left to her own devices, Caroline had become absolutely fanatical. She devoured the Bible, turned to God and religion as her only source of sanctuary and wisdom, which is great when you have other outlets and relationships, but... 
She didn't have any. <laughs> she only had God. Just a big guy upstairs. Okay. But far of the religious fervor. Caroline had grown up to be pretty cool. Well, at least on the surface. She was stunning, which she was. Oh, I have a picture of her. Okay. She's gorgeous in like an elf way. Oh. Like channeling Kate Blanchett, Galadriel okay. Realness. Galadriel, callback, great. She rode horses bareback, and despite her patchy education, she was pretty smart. Okay. And she even started re-educating herself, studying Latin, Greek, and discovering... Her unparalleled flair for literacy. Come on, I don't She taught herself how to read again. All right. Naturally, as such a catch, Caroline was immediately married off in 1805. (laughs) (laughs) At just 20 years old, she married friend, family friend, William Lamb. William and Caroline were good together. He was sweet, this poor man. Oh, okay. (laughs) He was sweet, kind, and patient. Oh, no. Finally, after many years, lost and alone, it looked like Caroline wasn't getting her happy ending. His being with a sweet, kind man isn't great. That's not enough. Okay. So they ended up doing the hookie. The hookie? They had the sex. Oh, they had the hookie. Okay. And it traumatized her. Oh, no. Because <laughs> she was so overwhelmed by guilt, even though they were married. Oh, no. That and makes she w- me sad. She was convinced that it was a sin. Oh, And it was bad, and she felt terrible. So she entered this constant battle with her sexual urges. Oh, Caroline. Disgusted with herself and plagued with ill-placed religious guilt, she decided she was never going to have sex again. Girl, same. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, is it Caroline or Caroline? Caroline. Caroline. Thank you. Still, seven months after sleeping, first sleeping with William, she had a baby. Oh, wow. That was effective right quick. No, the baby was still born. (gasps) Oh, okay. So it was a tragedy that in no way helped Caroline's fear that her sexual urges went inherently wrong. Oh, no. She thinks that's tied to sex being bad. Can we just, like, see this spiraling out of control? She wasn't disciplined as a child, didn't go to school, had to basically teach herself has never relied on anybody latched got married onto religion had a rational religion latched onto a guy had a soul for me oh and thinks it's all like uh, part of her sin oh girl. so she sucked into a bit of a depression okay. which at the time they said just do some more cocaine you'll be fine <laughs> in the midst she did have a baby though okay she did have a baby okay. augustus Augustus. So after he's healthy, he's great. Okay. But he was born with severe learning disabilities. Okay. Although she refused to have her son hidden away, which was normal. In early 18s, if your kid was like not normal, you would just say like, I don't have a kid. Sort of like Dumbledore with Adriana. Oh, wow. Ariana. Adriana. (gasps) Ariana. Arethra. Do you want me to look it up? (laughs) Areola Records. No. <laughs> Anyways. But that's so but she didn't do that. She didn't do it. She did struggle to raise him. His disability um added to her depression and sense of guilt oh, around it. Okay. So it's pretty unsurprising that they didn't have a great marriage because of this. Yeah, that sounds hard. Yeah. So they had frequent arguments. A desperate Caroline threatened to have an affair to bid for happiness. Oh. So William found this laughable. <laughs> His wife's crippling religious guilt was so much that she couldn't have sex with him, her husband, so she was going to go fuck somebody else. Yeah, that's that's rough. His reaction crushed Caroline, writing, William cares nothing for my morals. I might flirt and go about with whom I pleased. Wow. Everything had become too much, and Caroline broke in what we now see as a, a manic episode. And so she cut ties with religion that she had consumed for a long time, decided that she'd only find happiness and solve her problems 
with a man who she was going to have an affair with. Okay, so you just said manic episodes because that sounds very bipolar. So, well, sure, probably she probably had like depression and these crazy ideas she's chasing after. Yeah, like not great. Yeah. So she started to become a little bit obsessed with Mr. Byron, Lord Byron, Ah, the famous poet. Lord Byron. So she started reading his book, Child Harold's Pilgrimage. Great. It was like the thing, and kind of like created a little reality where they were something oh okay fangirl so his reputation at the time he was one of the greatest writers of his era or like probably still now like he's pretty awesome right but he was known for being basically jay gatsby (laughs) like (laughs) parties drugs alcohol an endless slew of women like you're you're always having an affair you're always breaking up a marriage i'm lord byron let me write some poetry about you bitch yeah like like tits yeah he's just like oh i fucked your girl and i'm gonna write a poem about it lord i'm gonna write a poem about it and so he did so (laughs) yeah so they ended up meeting each other okay and after their first meeting Caroline summed him up as mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Hmm. But this huge red flag didn't deter her from saying, that beautiful pale face is my fate. (gasps) I don't know how I feel about that. So in 1812, the pair started what would become history's most ill-advised affair. (laughs) Still married. beautiful pale face. She's still married. Though at first, Byron was less into the relationship than Caroline, the more time he spent with her, the more fascinated he became with her, describing her as the cleverest, most agreeable, absurd, amiable, perplexing, dangerous, fascinating little being that lives now or ought to have lived 2,000 years ago. That's quite a statement. I want someone to say something like that about (laughs) me. Thanks. And with that, the pair embarked on a whirlwind few months. So he wrote this about her and she said... Oh, if this wasn't already going to happen, you're going to be writing some poetry tonight. Mm -hmm. So before there were talks of running away together, her barriers started to drop, even though she, sorry, she began dressing as a page boy, sneaking into his room for illicit and all of accounts super X-rated after hours. So she would dress up as a boy to like be in hiding and then sneak into his room. This was when, when like if men and women who weren't married were in the same home, they were like sewn into the bed. Remember that kind of shit? Oh, vaguely. But so she was like, a little page boy could have sex with Lord Byron. (laughs) So... Because page boys have more autonomy than a married woman at the time. (laughs) Yikes. 1812. What? (laughs) Women didn't have rights. It seemed that her crippling sexual guilt was loosening its grip, replaced with a new overwhelming obsession with her boyfriend. Well... But this wasn't good for her either, as every day she became more and more frenzied. On one more famous occasion, Caroline broke the glass she was holding in her hand when she saw Byron speak to another woman. She straight up... Mood. <laughs> she straight up, like... Baroque a glass. Beer bottle against the bar, holding it up like a shiv with no, a glass. she was holding a wine glass, or like a stemless wine glass, and literally crushed it in her hand. Because <gasps> she was so... <gasps> like, I think that was bad. That's okay. Wow. Yeah, so she was holding it great. Another infamous episode was when Caroline sent Byron a lock of her pubic hair, writing in the note, I cut the hairs too close and bled more than you know. Oh, wow. Wow, what a note. What a note. 
Okay, but it's actually more than you know. in bled more than you need. But I read it initially as more than you know and lost it. I bled Neither more than you great. know. More so it is. Need. I bled more than you need, and I really don't think that's better. Yeah, yeah. So kind yeah. of understandably, the bloody pubic hair and accompanying unceasing <gasps> mm. attention for proving a bit too much for Byron. Mm. Not only that, but he'd starts or he had started fancying a new woman. Okay. Ooh, that'll be great. New chick. I'm sure Caroline will. But it you all. know, instead of ending a relationship like a grown up by explaining why things weren't working, Byron did what any dick hat would do. He he made up a string of lies and bought in another woman and then fled the scene. So he wasn't honest about it. He just started getting with lady number two and just ditched. Okay. So she naturally fell into a depression. Yep. That sounds about right. Again, still married, has a baby that she's not around for. Okay. Oddly, uh, she did forget, or no, so she she did find somebody to cry, a shoulder to cry on, her husband's. Great. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Uh, William Lan- Lamb, so her husband, William Lamb, had seen all of the red flags between Caroline and Byron and expected a nasty implosion, so he patiently waited to help his wife pick up the pieces after their affair ended. Have more love for yourself. I don't know. So like, he like stuck around and helped her through her the, breakup the with the affair. Okay. So, I mean, hmm. you really can't go anywhere but up from here. Okay. This support couldn't have been more needed. Caroline was in the throes of a full breakdown, and it was agreed that she needed space and a break from her life, her very stressful life at home. Mm-hmm. So she went to Ireland to recuperate. Okay. Now, when I say Caroline wasn't doing well, <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> the situation was dire. By the time Caroline reached Ireland, she was swinging between devastating bouts of depression and wild manic episodes. Her bones visibly jutting out from refusal to eat. Of course, it was now that Byron decided to write to Caroline, which is rude. (laughs) I should add, Byron did this despite the small fact that he was already attempting to woo another woman into engagement while sleeping with an additional woman on the side. Mm -hmm. Why does poetry make women so horny? Like, (laughs) fuck. He's a charmer. Thanks. Byron wrote passionately with suggestions the pair might meet again. Bitch, move. This letter was promptly followed by another that read, and we have some of the letters. Oh, you have letters. (laughs) Oh, no. I love another. I'm no longer your lover. Great. Because that, that bitch good. could not not rhyme. The, the world famous poet. Okay. He said, I love another. I'm no longer your lover. So another woman can make a spotlight. Sorry, it just worked. So I wrote you a symphony. Don't kill yourself. Sorry. Understandably, Byron's letters did a huge number on the already fragile Caroline. And her hopes of recuperating were gone. <laughs> she started to self-harm and broke into more frequent manic episodes. Oh. These episodes pushed Carl- Caroline further from reality. During one, she even recruited little girls from the village, dressed them up in all white, and had them perform while she burned Lord Byron's effigy 
and threw gifts he had bought her into a fire. Oh, that's some fun witchy shit. All while she chanted a self-composed poem. Yep, that's some witchy shit. Burn, fire, burn, while wandering boys exclaim, and gold and trinkets glitter in the flame. Ah, look not thus on me, so grave, so sad. Shake not your heads, nor say the lady's mad. London, farewell, <sighs> vain world, vain life, adieu. Take the last tears I e'er shall shed for you. Young though I seem, I leave the world forever, never to enter it again. No, never, never. So she's chanting this while burning his burning things his with children shit. dancing around her wearing white? Mood. Ooh, that's shivery. That's... Once the embers die down. Ooh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Caroline was sent. She sent the girls home before writing down the night's events in a letter to her former lover. So she not only did it, she wrote about it and then sent it to him. Caroline's love had become consumed by anger and she vowed to destroy Byron. (laughs) Interestingly, it was this that actually allowed Caroline to give the world a new chance to see her more than Byron's ex-lover as a talented writer in her own right. So this whole experience with like, well, no, so she like was so overcome with emotion that she started writing it down and realized like this shit's kind of good. So in 1816, she published Glenarvan. I just don't know that that's how you say it. Spell it. G L E N A R V O N. Glenarvan. 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 (laughs) Which was a thinly veiled fictional account of Caroline and Byron's relationship. This was followed by two critiques of Byron's work and abuse of his talents and two more works of fiction, Graham Hamilton in 1822 and Ada Rees, 1823. So she wrote three books. Okay. The first one was just about their relationship. If somebody does that for you, well. I think a restraining order is needed. <laughs> Uh, it's Caroline's later novels that really stood out, not just because of all the transposed fictional Byron digs, but because she looks at some, pr- or she looks at some pretty cool issues, including now timely topic of how power is achieved with Caroline delving into whether being well-born and rich actually qualifies anyone to lead. So that's kind of controversial. Oh, okay. In fact, right now, Caroline's novels are enjoyed a bit of a literary review with current academics starting to revise her work and voice. Who knew? Oh, so like... They're like bringing that shit back up. They were said, this bitch was crazy. Let's (laughs) read it. However, when Caroline's work was released, it didn't get an amazing critical reaction. After Glenarvan... Glenarvan was pretty much a tell-all, an A-lister's ex getting one back and trying to make some cash in the process. is essentially what it was. Her bics were picked up for the scandalous detail and nothing else, sadly. Sort of like... I'm not going to dig at anybody. <laughs> it wasn't just Caroline's writing that was taking a nosedive. Her ever faithful husband, William Lamb, had not been left devastated by the public, or had been left devastated by the publications of his wife talking about her affair with a man. That's not sure, him. Sure. <laughs> so suddenly his wife's fictionalized love affair was immortalized in print. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't feel great. On bookshelves across the country. Heartbroken, William was left alone to pick up the pieces this time. Caroline, oblivious to the pain she caused. So first of all, did Caroline and Lord Byron stay friends? I don't believe they did. And did Caroline and her husband stay friends? I hope not. So, believe it or not, things are about to get worse. Oh. In 1824, Lord Byron dies. Okay. Okay. So she was a little upset. 
Okay. <laughs> this was made worse when one of Byron's close friends published the recollection of Lord Byron recollection of Lord Byron, which revealed that her former lover hadn't mentioned her in any of his final moments. And thought of Caroline as nothing more than one notch in his bedpost of, and a terrible wife. Ooh, okay. So okay. this time, Caroline okay. didn't turn to William, because uh, at this time he was enforcing a legal separation on her. Okay, that's understandable, William. So she just wandered around Europe, picking up a string of short-lived lovers as she went. I she mean, published a book under a pseudonym, and it bombed. That's She's me. doing great. <laughs> So truly, she was alone. By now, Caroline had alienated everybody who had wanted to help her. There was no solid mental health system. So as Caroline got sicker, got thinner, and fell deeper, there was really nowhere to go. Eventually, William took her back. Not as he his wife, did. Okay. but as a sick friend who desperately needed help. Oh. On so her. he, like, cared for her and... Yeah. This, Couldn't be her husband, but wow, William. On her return to London, Caroline was declared insane. Yeah, I think she's bipolar, guys. Just like she had been as a child, she was medicated with laudanum again. Okay. And thought she had been trying... Oh, and though she had been trying since she was a little girl, she never got better. She died okay. in 1828 at 42, oh. but history would always remember her for the two lovers of her life long after they were gone. William Lamb went on to become the Prime Minister of Britain. I thought his name was familiar. <laughs> so in like the end of the movie credits where it's like the where are they now, <laughs> they're both dead and he's the Prime Minister of Britain. And he would be, and Lord Byron would be remembered as one of the greatest poets to ever live. Sure. And Caroline is a cautionary tale. Oh. A punchline in history's best example of a crazy ex-girlfriend. And that is the story of Caroline Lamb and Lord Byron. And here's her picture. Oh, you gotta... Oh! She's gorgeous. She's so pretty. And insane. And that was because her parents fucking screwed her over. Like, they were terrible people well, that shouldn't have because, had parents... Or shouldn't have had a kid and they had a kid. And because mental health care wasn't a thing at but, all. But if she had been cared and loved for... And was given attention as a child. You're you're kind of on a better path than being ignored. Yeah, it did not sound like they were. Yeah, they literally that. like ignored her. Were having affairs. Were like, you suck as a child. Go live with my sister. Then go to boarding school. Oof. Nobody likes you. I think any child raised like that is going to be like a serial killer. Yeah, to me it sounds or like she this. was manic depressive or had suffered from bipolar disorder, etc. I bled more than you know. <laughs> more than you know. It's that a secret. It's a lot to it's a lot. be so openly obsessed with your other man. And like part of me takes some pity on William. Part of me it's almost more like I'm almost imagine him being like Okay, come here. I'll well, take I care think... of you. You have no one else. Oh, well, yeah, with William. And I, then he well, finally was like, okay. And this was in a time when ending your marriage was a thing. So then no, finally he got to the point where no. he's like, look, I got to end the marriage. But like, you're, I'm going to still be here. For... So, well, that's a story of William being cool and Caroline ha- being underserved and un- with untreated mental illness. And I Lord, By- had... I, Lord Byron just being kind of a playboy. I think a religion strikes again. And this is my reason. She had a... Like, clearly some sort of God complex. She had no oh, control yeah. or any, like, father or anything like this. So when she poured her life into religion, she literally romanticized the idea of one thing, one f- 
famous, powerful thing being in control, enter Lord Byron. She needed something The most to famous writer at the time. He was rich. He was successful. He was God to her. She needed the world to make yeah. sense in some way, and religion sort of filled that gap, and then she got swept up in well, yeah. this man. And then, like, if you're obsessed with things. a person, you should never be obsessed with a person. You can be obsessed with, like, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Or the word November. Ha, you thought I was going to go a whole episode without saying it a lot again. It's November next month. Remember I said November a lot and Mary called me Oh, you're correct. Sorry. Uh, We'll edit it out. (laughs) I'm I'm not appreciated in my time. So anyway, so it is a cautionary tale. Love your child or don't have a child if you can't do that. And don't tank laudanum. Ever. Yeah, avoid that. If that's um, how you're saying it, somebody please correct me. Invest in your mental health. Don't cut off your pubic hairs and send them to your and love affair. If you're forced to read Lord Byron in college, now you have a new perspective. You now know, yeah, he, he drove a woman insane. Well, I mean, I think she, yeah, poor thing. I was never a huge Lord Byron person. I, I had just to read don't that read. In college. I just, like, don't read. I'm sorry. I, I, also, yeah. I hate poetry. Well, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, for a job application I did, like, months ago, it was, like, for a creative writing thing and whatever, and it part of it was, like, you have five minutes to write a poem about your last oh job. Oh, my gosh, that's right. And I had to do it, and it was so easy. And I was like, this is all they do. Like, do something. It, wow me, poetry. I don't know. I'm well, you also haven't shit. read good poetry. Fuck! <laughs> Did uh, uh, my wig? <laughs> no, not to say that your poem was bad, but no, like don't. you don't like poetry because you've also probably never read any good poetry. I mean, this is true. I've not read anything. I can't <laughs> fucking read. Well, when you said you yay. were doing a crazy one, I thought you were gonna do a story of like someone killing their wife or no, murdering because they something. can't be friends if they murder. But they could have murdered their kids, or you know, like something could have happened. I'll, I'll remember that for next year. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I hope everybody has a wonderful Halloween. Yeah. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, Be safe out there. People are giving away edibles, which I don't think is very... Who's giving? As like candy? Yeah, it's been said that some oh, like people are like sneaking edibles sketchy. into kids' candy, but like, it's cheap. But You're getting it for free. But other people's kids. Don't drug any child. Don't drug anyone. But if you're going to give away edibles, my give P.O. box me. is... No. <laughs> uh, if you're going to just like be blatantly giving out... Also look out for razor blades and rotisserie chickens. And raisins. If you give raisins you're to kids during trick-or-treating season... You're a terrorist. Oh, can I season, say terrorist anymore? I don't know. It's because we actually have those. <sighs> but I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks for joining us and listening. Yeah. Thank you for indulging me and in talking about some of my favorite celebrities of all time. And thank you for listening to me be illiterate, talking about oh, a woman who is illiterate. <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so at Best X's Pod on Instagram, Best X's on Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to drop us a review, where can you do it? Uh, we would prefer you do it on iTunes. Yeah. But anywhere um, podcasts are listened yeah. to. And it's really nice. And if you just like already ended the episode and you're not listening to this anymore, I respect that. Yeah, that's understandable. But if you are listening to it, just go drop a review. Just like leave the number three. Do whatever you and, want. And uh, if you're looking for fun things to watch while carving pumpkins this week, we suggest Hocus Pocus and Jenny Slate's new special. And Pornhub. And, and with that. Season three. Of, of season three of Pornhub. So with that, I bid you adieu. Good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. Bye.